Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. safe and friendly and and i'm here and oh i was gonna invite everybody in but then i saw james breakwell is here and i know you're gonna call the popo and they're gonna... <laughs> <laughs> hey, all right i'm getting a little dizzy hold on <clears throat> we'll pick it up you, from... you don't have to finish you don't have to finish just leave it there we're good we get the idea oh I, I knew it was coming, and it was so much worse than I expected. Go ahead. Say your line. What's your line? I'm not going to be able to do it. I'll let you know at some point what it was, but out of context, it's not going to work. <laughs> See, I've had all day to sit with these goofy ears. Anyway, hey, welcome to the podcast where I cracked myself up. You have reached the wrong and wrong. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I need some air. Where we argue about things that don't mean nothing to anybody. Breakwell doesn't even know what he's laughing at, and it's funny. That's the beauty of the show. And James, I'm going to need a minute to collect I, myself. How are you doing? I am delighted that I found your one weakness, a lack of oxygen. If I knew that's all it took to stop oh, you, I would have cut God. off your air supply years ago. Now I know. Oh, God. So the show where we argue about things that don't matter to anybody, but we have seven of you out there that deep in your heart beats the throb of Steve. Because who won the argument last week, James? You, by a very slim margin, not the massive earth-changing margin I had the week before. So if you average the two weeks together, I am still in the lead by far. Right. <laughs> I see you've had a little bit of time to put together this <laughs> argument, too. But we do argue topics. I win most of the weeks. Breakwell comes up with some inane mathematical excuse for why it's not relevant <laughs> or why it's not uh, like sanctioned by the NASA or something. <laughs> but what are we going to argue about today? Because this is another summertime-ish topic. This is, this is a Steve pet peeve. This is what's the best kind of sock, ankle-length socks or no-show socks. We're only debating those two. If you're into knee highs or thigh highs or socks that pull up to your neck, you're not, you're not a part of this. We're just debating these two <laughs> socks. And we, we looked up the names of it before, Hank, so we had to know what we were talking about, so we were on yeah. the same page. These are technical terms. Ankle socks versus no-show socks. Yeah, so like a tube sock, like uh, what I'm guessing most people used to wear, and now the fashion trend is toward those that don't stick up above the <laughs> yeah, shoe. The no-show does not so show like above a, the shoe, and the ankle sock cuts off at the ankle, nice and clear cut. Oh, so this is even shorter than the ones that I am talking we, about. We explained this in detail before we started, and it clarified nothing. <laughs> no, but that I, was before. I should have sent you a picture, but the lack of oxygen has affected your brain. <laughs> so we're going with... That was before I almost passed out. <laughs> All right, so ankle socks versus no-shows. And uh, does anyone wear ankle socks? Like, who knows what an ankle sock I'm is? I'm wearing those right this now as we speak. Sock. If I were flexible enough, I'd lift my foot up here to show you, but I can't. I would die. 
Well, and we would get a view of James Breakwell reserved for only people who really, they can't see anymore. They've gouged their eyes out. <laughs> but, all right, so ankle socks and no-shows, and we always compliment each other, and this is a part that always grates on my nerves, but I know they flow out of James Breakwell's mouth because there's so many things about me that deserve compliment. And what is the one that you're going to pick out tonight? I would like to compliment you for finding a side of yourself that I didn't know was there. The, the creepy side, like the deep, dark, <laughs> deeply disturbing creepy side. I know you had many sides, all of them unpleasant, but it wasn't until I saw your Mouseketeer hat that I was like, oh, Steve is going dark spaces. This is, you're like, you're like the villain on a CSI episode right now. It's like, who could have done this? And you see the picture of the old guy with the Mouseketeer ears. You're like, oh, it was him. That's you right now. So props on that. Isn't CSI the show that has, like, the macabre, bizarre kinds of crimes that they investigate? Oh, yes. That, where else are you going to be with the Mouseketeers? You're not going to make it on, like, the, rather, uh, the regular crime show, Steve. You're in the specialized one. They've got to they've gotta find insect patterns to track you down. Oh, well, thank you, I think. Uh, you're telling me that I'm, I'm elevated above the average bear, and I always appreciate those kind of compliments. And James, <coughs> still not quite recovered. Jane, I want to compliment you on, uh, this is actually a sincere compliment Whoa. on coming through. Whoa, okay. I know, it fits nothing with the format of our show, but I have asked you two times to be on my other podcast, and if anyone's waiting for it, it's coming out Monday. So this show will post <laughs> on Thursday. On Monday, you can listen to Breakwell, a little behind the scenes of your life. You're very accommodating, you always say yes, and you're generous with the information. There's no questions that you turn away. Like You talk about everything, and I do sincerely appreciate that about you. Yes, I'm, I'm sure that's the podcast that will finally ruin my career. I said yes one too many times, and now I will be sunk. But All right, well... We'll listen that to that together and see if see if I have any Twitter followers left by Tuesday. <laughs> well, there you go. So now that we've gotten that out of the way. Yes. Oh, and James, I do want to also, I forgot who I, oh, I tweeted you another rock star that's going to come on my show. And you immediately texted back with, I don't have any idea who that is. And I said, that's the Breakwell I've grown yes, to love. Absolutely. Foreigner. I've heard of Foreigner. I just can't name any of their songs or accomplishments. But I'm aware they exist. <laughs> Well, his original band was Dokken, and you're like, you didn't, you skipped right over that one to go to Foreigner, because you knew you had nothing when it came to Dokken. I can't tell if you're naming bands or just random words you made up. I have no idea. <laughs> well, flip the Guam quarter of fate. I'm too giddy to get irritated right now, so you've got a free pass to say whatever you want about Hair Nation, but what do the two sides of the Guam quarter of fate represent for you tonight? Heads, I'm arguing ankle socks. Tails, I'm arguing no-show socks. All right. You know, in my head, they're the same sock, but be that as it may. We'll see how this works. We're about nuance. Right, you got to is... parse the sock length here. All right. It is actually tails, and I cannot reach it, or I'm going to lose my hat. Ah! Now I've lost my socks. <laughs> All right, I can't remember what tails was. You have no the ones show that socks. don't come up above the shoe. Okay. okay, so why do people need to see if I'm wearing socks or not? I like there to be a little bit of mystery. They hide beneath the edge of my running shoes or my walking around shoes. They give you, the no-show socks give you just enough support and comfort that you're not sloshing around in there like you're not wearing any sock at all. You've got that buffer zone. But at the same time, they're not coming up over your ankles. You've got maximum ventilation. Your ankles are free to breathe and move and maneuver because 
some of us are still young and agile. We have our whole lives ahead of us, and we don't <laughs> want to be held down by that extra level of cotton or nylon or wool or whatever you made your socks out of back in the 1800s. We're living in the future. <laughs> Not only that, wow. it's it's all the sock you need. There's no reason to cover up your ankle in the middle of the summer. It's not like I'm going to die from ankle hypothermia. I'm like, my ankles are doing just great. Just leave them alone. There's no need to cover them. And it saves on fabric. I mean, if you think about it, why use that extra little bit? Let's save some resources. Let's save the planet. Let's save somebody in a sweatshop somewhere. That little bit of time of putting that on there. It makes the product a little more cheaper, a little more affordable for us common folks who don't leave, live in Steve Olivas Manor over there. I'm sure all of your socks go all the way up to your elbows. But for the rest of us here who are trying to save a little bit of money, it makes sense to get the no-show socks. They're the maximum in comfort. They're the maximum in being eco-friendly. And they're the maximum in savings. And there is no reason why you shouldn't wear them well there are a couple of reasons james and i'm going to lay them out for All you right. here one is going to affect you personally over the course of the next eh, say 10 years or so and that is that socks are sort of a fashion statement uh, they're not necessarily jewelry like uh, ties and watches and uh, sometimes like brand of shirt can be sort of jewelry that's clothing related but Girls, little girls especially, middle school girls, uh, they love like socks. Like one of the coolest things that's come out, and this just happens to be when my daughter was in middle school a while ago, were two loud mismatched socks. And I remember the guy, the inventor of this brand, which I can't remember even to give him a plug or to pull the plug because I know how you don't like to do that for free. But he said, what I wanted was for girls to kind of lift up the bottom of their pants legs and go, hey, look at my socks to their friends. And they took off because girls like that stuff. And your girls are gonna like that stuff too. But when it comes to you and I, curmudgeonly old, <laughs> old men like we are, that those socks that don't come above the shoe line create a chafing problem. And you're a runner. I've run 30 some marathons myself. I used to be a runner. That was a little bit of time ago when I had flexibility in my spinal cord. But man, you know, controlling chafing is what exercise is all about. When you go, I don't know how much distance you've done, but you've got to, for dudes especially, man, you got to put Band-Aids over your nipples if you do marathons. You got to cream up the, in, or a Vaseline up the insides of your thighs. And you got to maintain, or you've got to manage chafing on your feet. Because if you get a sock that just comes a millimeter short of the top of your, like the back of your shoe, that thing is going to dig a trench into your ankle or your Achilles tendon by the time you're done with the day. You get a tube sock on or an ankle sock or whatever we're calling them now. You pull that up above the shoe, you got no problem with chafing. And so, um, and plus now, and there's little things like... Uh, the sock gets held in place when it's pulled up above the shoe. If that, uh, the no-show sock or the no seam or whatever the heck you Googled before, if those start to slide down, now you have no protection and the back of the shoe is harsh to the back of your ankle and the back of your heel. Like, man, like, just take care of all of that. Take care of yourselves, people. Do something for your own health and longevity. And your skin is the biggest organ you've got on your body. You've got to protect it at all costs. And ankle socks, tube socks, they're gonna do it way better than the ones whatever Breakwell's arguing.
You know, you've said repeatedly on this podcast that you've done 30 marathons, and every time I hear it, it shocks me. If you told me you had done 30 hot dog eating competitions, I would believe you 100%, but 30 marathons, it blows my mind, because that's more than I've done. I've only done a couple races of that length. But then I look at what it did to your body, and I think, no, clearly human beings weren't meant to run that much. There are consequences to this. (laughs) Don't do it. So let's not talk about socking ourselves for for long distance running because most people are not going to do that. That is a very small misguided percentage of humanity. For most of us, we pop on socks during the summer to walk around, to hang out at the side of the pool, to go to a barbecue, to go to the movies, to whatever else. When you're already wearing shorts, you want maximum comfort and maximum ventilation. Like I really don't care what the the crazy marathoners do with band-aids over their nipples and Vaseline in every joint and crevice in their body. It's just it's disgusting. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Dare you oh, put that there, in there's a no. reason. There's a reason that they are they are a subset of humanity that we all just kind of pretend we don't see. Like this is you were part of it. What are you talking? I was, about? and I got better, and now I don't do that, and I wear short no-show socks, and my life is so much better. If I was still out there running marathons with my ankle-length socks, where would I be, Steve? I'd have four followers on Twitter. I wouldn't know you. Actually, that sounds pretty good. Maybe I made a mistake. You would run longer than a block and a half with your daughter. That's what you'd. Be I doing. I tried, Steve. I tried to be a good dad, and things fell apart. And you oh. know it. That's a story from the newsletter, which nobody from this podcast has ever subscribed to. I'm sure some people here already subscribe to it, but, you know, we have a hard enough time getting people to come to this podcast. There's no way we're getting people to go from this podcast to a second place to get even more of me. In fact, after they see this here, the only thing people want is less of me, but the only thing I want less of is socks. I more want comfort. No, yeah, you, you're, you, you go without saying. How about that transition that you totally blew for me? But yeah, less socks, just less material, more no, comfort. A nice segue. Man. Yeah, I was, I was on it there. And you know what? It, the saddest thing is on an adult male is is the part of the foot where all the hair gets rubbed off from just too much sock like if you're in an office for forever in a cubicle and you look at somebody and like from the shin down there's no hair you're like oh that's a sad human being you know who's not a sad human being the guy who lives every day in a no-show sock that's somebody who's calling life on its own terms that's somebody who's self-employed who calls the shots who shows up to the office two hours a day and has his underlings do everything those are socks of the boss okay these are not socks of the nine to five guy these are socks of the leader the visionary the person who thinks outside the box the person who's not running in a triathlon after work because they value family time they value comfort they value ease and quality of life and that's what i'm all about no show socks all the way yeah, that guy's either wearing dock siders or loafers <laughs> with no socks because that's sort of the look with a button-down shirt and cargo pants which we argued about last weekend oh that's right i won that debate yeah, I don't know. You forgot the greatest argument, which is tan lines, uh, but I'm not even going to spoon feed you that one, Break. Well, I know both sides of this argument, and the ones that go above the shoe are the absolute winner. That's what everyone is going to decide when they vote for me based upon the dice that you're about to roll for us. Yes, these dice, which will once again lead me to victory on average. All right, so... If you want to vote for no-show socks and comfort and a good life, vote for 94. If you want to vote for ankle-length socks and discomfort and scratchiness for the rest of your days, vote for 25. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 72. All 
All right, 1994, ironically, the year that James Breakwell was what? born. And if you want to vote for someone that was in grade school, like on Tuesday of last week, then absolutely vote for Breakwell. 25 is a great round number, man. It's a, it's a, it's one of those that you like to hit. 25 was a good age. 25 is kind of a good rounding number. So just remember 25 and proceed as prescribed. And then 72 is out there somewhere. We'll put it in the same camp as 19 or as 94. But we got to get out of here, man. So I will lead us out. This is Steve Olivas. You've watched Wrong and Wronger, and I'm speaking on behalf of the unicorn, James Breakwell. When I say thank you all for listening, thanks for watching. We're going to have a more complete intro next week. And until then, always remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>